Hello, and welcome to I'm In Here, a space all about spirituality, healing, and awakening for Black women, inclusive of women of trans experience, as well as gender non-conforming and non-binary people of color. Here, I share tools and skills that have helped me along my spiritual and personal journey, and hopefully you will find some value in the information for your own journey to grow, heal, and align with your higher self. My name is Kendall, and I thank you for joining me. I am going to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is chakras. I created some videos three years back about chakras, and I went through each individual chakra. I also talked about the system as a whole, and those videos have been getting a lot of views and a lot of comments and questions. And I figured this would be a really good time to revisit some of that information and then also expand on what that information, those energy systems, how it's pertinent to right now and what we're all going through individually, collectively. I don't know what you're going through individually, but I may have some idea given that most of what we are all experiencing is very similar. In my own storytelling, I hear at least five other people that say that they feel some of the same stuff that I'm feeling. So this will be a really good time. If you know about chakras, this will be just a revamp to go more in depth and also to kind of tie in maybe some things that are going on in your life with what you already know about chakras. If you don't know anything about chakras and this is new for you, this is going to be a nice introduction and you're going to learn about the really basic information and from there you can expand and learn more on your own. If you want to go more in depth with practices and different resources that you can have access to or you want to learn more about in order to heal this particular chakra then I invite you to become a patron because I have tons more information on there that I'm posting that is just for patrons. And so if you go on the Patreon page for I'm in here and pick out the different package or the different tier that you would like, you can have access to much more content. And we can also do chats at the end of each month to discuss some of the information related to these topics, these chakras. So check that out. But make sure you listen to this episode first all the way through before you do all that. The first chakra that we're going to be talking about is the root chakra. And interestingly enough, this is kind of piggybacking off of the last couple of episodes of the podcast, the topics that we were covering. Last topic or last episode was mothering my inner child. The episode before that was the work and talking about the work. And even the episode before that was talking about healing through time and going back in generations and looking at what our ancestors have been carrying and how that shows up for us in our bodies in the present. So it's appropriate that we would start at the root chakra, given that we've already had this very foundational information. And if you have not listened to those other episodes after you listen to this, go check those out. There's really good information on there. Before we dive into this specific chakra, I want to say that 
all of this information is stuff that I have learned. I've read tons of books. I've done work with my own chakras. And you can take this information and then also do some additional research on your own. Don't just take my word for everything. Really just challenge me to see if what feels right for you, if that feels right. If it doesn't feel right for you, find something that resonates. But I I invite you to really explore and go deeper and really learn about your own uh, chakra system, your own energy body, and how it pertains to you. And that takes time, the learning, not just the research in books and podcasts or whatever other things you may be pulling in to, to learn about, but also tying it into your own personal experience, your own body to really get to know your body more because you know you more than anybody else on this planet. So getting to know you is really ultimately the goal that we want is exploring ourselves more and being more connected to ourselves. So the root chakra. In Sanskrit, it is known as the Muladhara chakra. And this is the first in the seven main chakras. The chakras or the seven main chakras, I should say, go along our spine. But we have chakras on every single part of our body. There's so many energy points on our body and beyond our body. We have chakra points that extend out beyond us. So I want to just make sure that I say that, that they're not just the seven. There's so many other energy points in our body, but these are the seven main ones, the seven that people know most about. And so that's what I'm going to be talking about. The root chakra is at the base of our spine. So you think around your perineum area and it's facing downward. So if you're sitting or you're standing, it's facing the earth, it's facing the ground, and they're in a cone shape. Our chakras are cone shaped and they are swirling. So the energy is constantly moving. Now, when you have imbalances, and we'll talk more about those, but when you have imbalances in your chakras, that can show up as either uh, the spinning is either slower than it should be. Maybe it's spinning in the wrong direction. Uh, maybe your cone is imbalanced or it's off. It's a little wonky. It's not really centered. Sometimes chakras can be shut down. Uh, they can have not a lot of light that's emanating from them. So there's all different ways that chakras or energy in general can be off in our bodies and it can look differently for every single person or it can feel differently if you can't really see energy. It feels differently for every person. With the root chakra, it's all about survival, security, and safety. This is our foundation. This is when we come into this world, this chakra is the one that gets developed first. It starts in the womb. And I think it's really important to state that because that also lets us know that it's not just the things that we experience in our own lives, in our own body, but also the things that we were picking up from our parents, our grandparents and ancestors further and further back. This chakra can be affected, not just in our childhood, it can be affected when we're adults, most of the time it's affected when we are children because that's that foundational time when we are 
either getting the nurturing, caring that we want from our caregivers, if we're not getting that, then it throws us off and it makes us um, have to figure out ways to protect ourselves, make us feel more safe. And so that's usually when this chakra gets a little askewed, I would say. The ways that you can know that this chakra is healthy is if you feel connected to yourself. You feel connected to your body. You're very present. You have a healthy sense of self. You have healthy relationships with other people. There's just a very kind of rooted centeredness that you feel. And if you don't feel that, then that can be a sign that this chakra may be off or unbalanced. Now, there are symptoms and signs that this particular chakra, the root chakra is unbalanced, but all of these energy centers or these chakras work together. So even though I'm giving you symptoms and signs for this particular chakra, it could also be another chakra that it's working in conjunction with your root that both of them are often imbalanced. It's also important to state that because this is the root chakra and it's your foundation, if this one is off, then it kind of causes imbalances or little kind of imperfections in the chakras that are after it. So when this one is a little askew, if you think about building something, if your foundation isn't stable and sturdy, then the structure is not going to be stable and sturdy. So the same way you think about that in terms of building a structure or building a house is the same way you think about your body, yourself. When this chakra is off or imbalanced, that can tend to look like being very heavy, as in you feel very depressed, you feel very weighty, you feel as though you have so much pressure on you, uh, you're very sluggish, you're tired, you sleep a lot, it's really just hard to kind of move, you feel like you're always moving through molasses. You could also feel detached from your body, completely separated from yourself and not feeling connected to your body at all. So there may be kind of like a flightiness that you have where there's just a complete separation from self. And that can happen when we've experienced trauma in our life and we disassociate from our body. We separate from ourselves. We compartmentalize ourselves so that we can function but we compartmentalize and we oftentimes leave those painful parts on on the back burner. We push them down. If you know anything about chakras, you know that there are certain colors associated with each chakra. So with the root, normally it's associated with the color red. But here's the thing. Energy has no particular color. Energy is like sunlight. If you shine sunlight or any light through a prism and it breaks it up, you see all of the colors in the rainbow in the prism as it comes out uh, or as the light bounces off of the prism, I should say. It's the same way with energy. And so while you can have red in your root chakra, energy doesn't really specify in particular of a certain color unless there's something that is going on vibrationally in that part of your body, 
And so based on that vibration, it may show up as a certain color. But I want us to start breaking out of a, a certain color associated with a certain chakra because the color coding system in conjunction with the chakras is a much more recent phenomenon for us. Chakras was introduced, or actually I should say there's written knowledge of it going back thousands of years in the region or in the area of India. But there's also documentation of it in parts of Africa and different parts of Asia. So thousands of years ago, our ancestors were talking about chakras. They were talking about energy. And they did not have a color coding system. They didn't say, okay, well, this chakra has this color or this chakra has that color. It was all about energy. It was all about vibration and understanding that different experiences in our lives cause different fluctuations in those systems, in those different pockets and parts of our body. It wasn't until the 20th century that there was a man who noticed that, oh, there's seven chakras and there's seven colors in the rainbow. And so I'm going to join the colors of the rainbow with the chakras. And so that's when we start to see the introduction of colors with chakras specifically, but the actual information of chakras going back thousands of years doesn't have any information that links a color, a specific color to a specific chakra. What I will say is that this chakra is associated with an element and that element is earth. And that kind of makes sense when you think of our root systems, grounding, centering, presence, mother earth. It makes sense that this chakra is associated with the element of earth. When you want to think about how to heal this particular chakra, Think about earth and how the element of earth can help. So there are certain practices, exercises that you can do, whether that's yoga, whether that's going for a walk, jogging, running, walking, exercise, whatever type of exercise. Uh, but if you think about like even dancing, if you think about the action of moving your body, it's getting you to be more present in your body. It's getting you to be more grounded in your body. So you're not off and you're not flighty. You're not kind of thinking about a million other things, or maybe you are when you're working out, but really working out is try to get the mind, body, spirit all aligned at the same time. If you can do some type of activity outside where you're also connecting with nature, that helps to turn the dial up even more on that healing energy. So if you go for a walk, for example, Try taking your shoes off and getting your feet in the grass and really feel your feet on each blade of grass. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, "Ooh, I don't like to be outside. I don't like the elements. Find a patch of grass that you feel comfortable enough where you don't even have to. If you don't want to walk, you don't have to. You can stand still. But just take your shoes off, take your socks off and get those bare feet in connection with the earth and see if you just take a couple of breaths and stand there for five minutes see if you notice a, a significant shift in your energy in your body as you're standing there another great way to heal this chakra in connection with earth is if you have plants and you're a plant parent and you take care of any type of plant put your hands in the dirt 
touch the plants, talk to the plants, have moments where you're interacting with the plants where it isn't just watering it or you're passing it by and you just kind of have it for decoration. Really take some time to connect with that plant. Or if you can go outside and connect with a tree. I know it may sound silly, but connecting with trees. Trees are amazing. I have some wonderful tree friends uh, that I have met and connected with in different parts of the country when I travel or go hiking and I take pictures of the tree that I really like and I keep it with me as a reminder of like oh I really like this tree you can connect with trees by either hugging them or you can put your back uh, against the tree if it has a part where it's completely straight see if you can just lean on a tree Another really good healing practice for the root chakra is twerking. Yes, you heard me right, twerking. Why is twerking a good practice? Because, think about it, you're in a low squat. Your root chakra, which is at the base of your spine, is facing downward, and so now you're even lower to the ground. And you're dancing, you're shaking, Because everything also in the universe is about rhythm and vibration. And so if you're dancing, and you're dancing in a way that's very celebratory, you're excited, you're happy, you're joyous, you're having a good time, you're laughing, that is moving the energy. And plus twerking, if you can do it really well, feels good. It looks cute. You're having a good time. You don't have to twerk for anybody else. You can twerk for yourself. That's a really good practice. Twerking for the chakras, twerking for your energy system. You can also incorporate crystals into your healing practice. Crystals come from the earth. They have a lot of energetic charge in them. And so certain crystals are really good for this particular chakra. Here's a little crystal 101 information for you. Anytime you purchase a crystal, you can go with a certain intent that you want to purchase a specific crystal or sometimes you just may be drawn to a certain crystal Uh, maybe you go to a crystal store close to you and you're thinking to yourself oh you know i want to get this i want to get a clear quartz or something like that but then as you're walking through the aisles you find that oh you're really drawn to this black tourmaline or maybe you're drawn to a fluorite or something like that go with your gut if there's something that is pulling you to a certain crystal that means that your energy your body is telling you your spirit's telling you that you need that particular crystal to help balance out certain energies that's going on within you and depending on whatever that crystal is whatever energy that uh, crystal works on is a sign that your spirit's trying to let you know hey this is something that we need to have balanced or regulated so let's get some of that fluorite in for more concentration let's get some of that black tourmaline for more grounding and protection all of that so just listen to whatever it is that you're gravitating towards uh, and be open just be open to whatever comes your way or whatever your whatever piques your interest Once you pick up the crystal, once you purchase your crystal, you're going to want to cleanse it because it's been coming out of the earth. It was nice in its little home, tucked away, and then someone came, took it out of the earth, probably shaped it or formed it into some way if it's not in a raw form. 
and then had to go to like a supplier. So it went through this whole process where it was through many, many hands and many, many different environments. And so you want to cleanse it. It's a living entity. Believe it or not, crystals are living entities, just like the planet's alive, plants are alive, so are crystals. So you want to give it some TLC. You want to cleanse the crystals. Now, most people think to clean them with water. And there are certain crystals that when they come into contact with water, they will break down. So I usually, just as a fair warning, just say don't cleanse them with water at all unless you specifically know which crystals can go in water and which can't. But because oftentimes most people don't really know or that information isn't readily available, I say just as a good practice, do not use water. I simply use sage or palo santo to clear my crystals. And all you need to do for that is just when you light the sage, when you light the palo santo, you just wave the crystal over the smoke and just turn it around so it can get all the little nooks and crannies and just bathe that crystal in smoke to help cleanse it. Another way of cleansing is to have your crystal out in moonlight. It also charges with the moonlight, but moonlight can also cleanse. And another way you can cleanse a crystal is to put it in the dirt. So if you are a plant parent, like I said, you can put that crystal in the pot of whatever plant that you have, and it will cleanse it through and and clear it for you. Uh, Just make sure you remember what pot you put it in uh, and where it is. Or if you have a garden outside, you can also do that if you have a backyard. Once again, make sure you where you planted it uh, and also that no critters can get to it so they won't go off with your rose quartz or something. Uh, but putting it in the earth is another good way to cleanse it. And also another really simple way if you don't have access to any of those things is to intentionally cleanse your crystal as in hold it in your hands and maybe you'll say a certain mantra or some words to help cleanse it. But just imagine yourself or imagine that your energy is is wiping it clean outside inside all of that stuff and as you're holding it in your hands so those are a really simple ways that you can cleanse your crystals i just wanted to make sure i give that information before we get into the crystal stuff for the root chakra i'm going to give just three or four crystals that i use that have helped me in cleansing and healing this chakra but you can find certainly uh, more crystals that will work with this particular chakra. Now, going back to the color thing, most people will recommend crystals that are either red or brown or black or something that has uh, a deeper, rich color. And you can do that. You can stick to the color code system if you want. Uh, Most of the crystals that I will be sharing do stick to the color code system but like I said with energy it's whatever you're drawn to so say for instance you're thinking I want to cleanse this chakra in your mind your intent is that you want to grab a smoky quartz but something in you is saying "Mm, I think I need to have a, a rose quartz go with your gut go with what your spirit is telling you always follow that for this chakra specifically uh the root I have used hematite which is a silvery kind of metallic looking it's really a good stone to have it's about it's for grounding it's for centering it's for cleansing another crystal you can use is smoky quartz 
Smoky Quartz is kind of two-toned. Some parts of it will be clear and then it will start to bleed into like a brown. Even though Smoky, I would think, is more gray, Smoky Quartz is the color that it has is more brown. And this is also a very good grounding. It's very good for uh, protection as well. And what I find with Smoky Quartz is as it grounds me, it also helps to elevate me. So I don't feel kind of the weightiness of, say, when I have a hematite around me. Um, the Smoky Quartz is, enables me to stay grounded and present, but not feel kind of bogged down and weighted down. Another crystal to have for the root chakra is Black Tourmaline. Now, this is a doozy for me in that Black Tourmaline kind of handles a lot of the stuff that I need in my life when I want to cleanse something from me if I want to protect myself say that I'm going into an environment where I know that there will be a, a lot of intense energy and I want to shield myself and protect myself from it black tourmaline is going in my pocket better yet it's going in my bra so that it's on my person and it will protect me and I can tell you that there have been many times where I'm going into a situation where I know I don't want to interact with certain people or I don't want certain people's energy to invade with mine. And when I have black tourmaline on me, it's, I can see the force field. It's people will stay away from me. And I'm just like, yes, that is exactly what I wanted. Bloodstone is another good crystal to have. This one looks Although the name is Bloodstone, it's more green with specks of red. And the green is kind of a deep, deep green. And the red is kind of an orangey red. And there's, like I said, there's specks of it in there. Um, but there's a co combination of the two colors. Bloodstone is a stone that I use not so much for grounding, but when I want to be able to connect with my inner child and from our last couple of episodes when we were talking about inner child and doing the work, this is a stone that I use, particularly in conjunction with black tourmaline, to be able to help me to almost kind of go into the past. So as I'm holding the stone, it, it grounds me to the present and yet allows me to be able to go back into my past to be able to bring up any type of uh, memories or energy that I'm trying to move through, heal, transmute, face into, but I don't get swept up in the emotion. I don't get swept up in whatever past memory experience that I'm having when I'm holding the the bloodstone and in conjunction with the tourmaline they kind of balance each other for me one of the questions that I get asked a lot in regards to crystals is when you are doing healing work or energy work what do you do with them how do you hold them what do you carry them in where do you put them and I always tell people go with your gut if your gut is telling you that when you've purchased this crystal, that you put it on your dresser, put it on your dresser. If it's telling you, if your gut's telling you to carry it in your pocket, carry it in your pocket. I have a bunch of crystals that I've collected over the years, and many of them are strategically placed throughout my house. But I have a tray of crystals that's on top of my dresser so that when I get dressed and get ready for the day and I'm about to leave, sometimes I'll look down at the tray and I just feel motivated to pick up a rose quartz or an amethyst or a kyanite or 
labradorite. Either, either one of those could be either in my pocket. Some of them I stuff in my bra. I've been known to have six crystals in my bra at the same time. Sometimes I put them in my wallet, but it's just whatever my gut is kind of telling me to do. And I really try to not question or think to myself, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this because I don't know, does it make sense to to put crystals in my bra? For years, I didn't put any crystals in my bra because I just thought, "Mm, I don't know. People may look at me and see something's off or I don't know, just I had all kinds of excuses. But then I started doing it and I noticed that I would either feel more calm or feel more energized, whatever it is that I needed that crystal for at that moment, that once I actually listened to my gut, when I actually listened to my spirit and I did what spirit said, I I felt much better. I felt much more at ease and I started to listen more and more. So just pay attention to your gut and whatever it says in terms of where to place them. And also keep in mind that you may want to move your crystals. Maybe you put them on your dresser. Maybe you put them in your living room or in your kitchen. And then a couple are like, you know what? I want to be moved into a different place. Or you feel like maybe this isn't the right spot for this. And so you're going to move it. Just be open to what changes will arise as you continue to work with your crystals. As you continue to have a relationship with them. And really listen to yourself to the crystal and 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 just kind of go with the flow and be open to the changes as you evolve in working with your crystals. So I'm going to change things up now with the podcast and I want to create some segments where I can introduce some questions that you may have. So this is now the Q&A segment. Somebody on my Fearless Love video and the Root Chakra video asked me, because childhood trauma has a lot of influences on the Root Chakra, does healing your inner child help? Yes, healing and working on your Root Chakra will also help you to heal your inner child as well. Because like I said earlier, this is the chakra that is the first one that gets developed And so all of that ancestral stuff, all that familial stuff, blood family stuff, and the experiences that you have in early childhood up until I would say about seven, all of that gets imprinted on this chakra. So really working on your root chakra is also working on your inner child at the same time. And I'll kind of throw in another question here. Uh, Someone had asked, how do you know when this chakra is healed? And It's a really, I can't really give a clear timeline and say, oh, this is how you specifically will know. I'll give you examples of myself and how I know that this chakra is healing. It's not fully healed. It's healing. Uh, For many, many years, I was very disconnected from my body. I felt that my body was a place of, of harm, of unsafety, of Uh, fear. I was just very, very disconnected from any type of bodily sensations. I wanted to be as as disconnected from my body as I possibly could. And I lived like that for many, 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 many years. And as I started to do this healing work 
over a decade ago, uh, I started at the root and I started at my childhood. And it took me a very, very long time to be able to really look at all of the things that were going on with me, all of the current uh, emotional anxiety that I had and link it back to my childhood and to be able to face those things. So the way that I noticed that this chakra was healing was that I felt very comfortable in my body. I no longer felt that I was trying to hide myself. I was always shrinking myself. And as I started to see that I felt more comfortable in my body, I could walk with my shoulders back, I could walk with my head up, then I started to realize, oh, this is now a sign that this chakra is healing, that I'm connecting more with my inner child and I'm being more of my authentic self. But it takes time, y'all. It takes a lot of time to get to that place because every one of us has some type of trauma that we're holding on to. So being in a space where you feel more comfortable, you have a, a strong sense of self, and even if that sense of self wavers, because we're not always going to feel secure and solid within ourselves, but even if that wavers, if you can come back to yourself quicker and quicker and quicker. So that's how I knew that this chakra was healing was I was able to be more secure within myself, be my authentic self more and more. And when I would get off balance or kind of feel as though that sense of self was wavering, I could get back and be more present, be more in my body and, and have the practices that I was able to do to be more centered in myself again. We will continue this discussion of chakras in the next video when I talk about the sacral chakra. And for this episode, for the root chakra, if you want to get more information and you are interested in seeing some practices that you can do to help work with this particular chakra, please become a patron because I have more content on our Patreon page where I will give videos of exercises and some guided meditations. And I even have some sound baths that I will be doing for that particular chakra. So you will not want to miss that. I thank you for joining me. Take care. Love you. And I'll see you on the next episode. I'm In Here is produced and edited by me, Kendall. The intro music was also created by me. You can find my wellness business, In Her Power, on Instagram at inher underscore power or on Twitter at inherpower. You can email me with any questions, concerns, ideas, thoughts that you may have. My email address is kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L, at inherpower.space to help support me in continuing to bring you some great content i invite you to become a patron please make sure you review share and subscribe to this podcast